Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Nobody Important Podcast. I am Ramon. And I am Felipe. I seriously, every single time we record an episode, I have to look at the most recent one I uploaded because I don't remember what episode we're on. I I was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have to cheat back. I'm like, okay, wait, what was the last one uploaded? Okay, it was 17. What's this one again? This is 18. Okay. Yes. This is episode number 18. Before okay. we get started into episode number 18, I did put a disclaimer on episode 17, but I wanted to address it really quickly. Uh, we had some audio issues with the previous episode where in all of our previews, in all of our testing, in everything that we had done here to actually listen to it and, and test it ahead of time before recording, our audio was perfectly fine. For some reason at the end of the recording, there was an insane amount of just static and like buzzing. Yeah, like a bu- like throughout the entire episode that I could not get rid of. So I sincerely apologize for that. That was something that somehow I messed it up. I don't know what happened, but it happened. And yeah, so if you listened to episode 17, thank you. I appreciate it. It was a good episode. It was just a lot of static and And if you like, don't listen cackling. to it, we totally understand. Yeah. If you like turned it on, heard the cackling and then like turned it off, I get it. That's also part of the reason why I wanted to get this episode out uh, a bit quicker after releasing that one too. Um, this episode, we are recording it on Sunday. Uh, it is going to be posted on Tuesday, which is election day. Oh, okay. and so my the whole goal was to just have it posted that day, um, because one to have something out you know f- newer um, and and do that, but then also because that's part of the topics that I wanted to talk about for this episode too. I get it's probably beating a dead horse at this point because literally everyone and their mother and their cousin and their mother's. If you listen to cousin. any other podcast, guarantee you they discuss all it's, this stuff. Yeah, they're all talking about the, the election, and for good reason. It happens once every four years, and it is a massive, massive thing in our uh, in our country. Um, and I guarantee you this is probably the biggest... Well, this is for sure the biggest election of our lives. Uh, yeah, the biggest voter turnout, too. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that, number. actually. Okay. Um, before we get, get into that, I do want to visit our Drink, drink of, of the Week. week. Yes. And there's a reason for it. There's a story behind it. So today is Sunday that we are recording. Yesterday on Halloween, uh, the legendary Sean Connery, my, excuse me, legendary Sir Sean Connery, because he was knighted. Uh, The legendary Sir Sean Connery passed away at 90 years old. If you don't know Sean Connery, you've been living under a rock, but He's the original James Bond. Like Mm -hmm. that is quintessential. Like you think of James Bond, you think of Sean Connery. And when people do like impressions of James Bond, they do Sean Connery's accent of James Bond. Exactly. And so it wouldn't be a drink of the week and it wouldn't be an honor of Sean Connery if we didn't go for the James Bond classic. The martini. Yes. And as much as I argued with Ramon about this, We made it shaken, not stirred. Yes. I do have something I need to admit, though. Okay. I have never had a martini. I've had one. Yeah. I've never, like, I've never had one. I know it's gin and, you know. Vermouth. uh, Vermouth. I've never tried vermouth. So, like, I have no idea what to expect going into this. The time I made it at home, I had some cheap vermouth, and I didn't really like it. I tried this Dolan vermouth that I got, and uh, I liked it. I'm curious what to see this what this is going to taste like. Yeah. Remind um, me if, after this podcast if 
uh, we need to put that vermouth in the fridge. Uh, if we, we have Google already, it, yeah, <laughs> that's how we're um, gonna know. No, uh, I I was actually looking. It was basically after you open a bottle of vermouth, you do need to chill it. I think um, like in a, order to actually keep it, and then it. you have to drink it in thirty days. Yeah, which something is why good. I wanted to find a smaller bottle because I yeah. don't know how many cocktails you drink with uh, vermouth. We'll see if this comes out good. Then you know maybe I'll finish that bottle off pretty quick. We'll see. Hopefully, but ultimately we'll just see how it comes out. It should be pretty good. I'm excited for it. Yeah. For those unfamiliar with the martini, I went with the traditional version, which is like the wet martini, I guess. Okay. It's uh, one and a half ounces of uh, gin, one and a half ounces of vermouth, and three dashes of orange bitters. So, let's give it a shot. Yeah, here we go. It's actually pretty good. I'm not a fan. (laughs) Um, It's a bit bitter. Um, I, I get a lot of the orange and then a lot of the the gin. What gin did you use, by the way? Uh, Hendrix. Use Hendrix. Okay, so yeah. I was getting I'm getting a lot of floral um, uh, out of it. Flavors. Um, yeah. Hendri- this Hendrix is particularly known for a cucumber and coriander or cilantro. Okay. Um, I I'm not a fan of the dryness of, of vermouth. It's yeah, vermouth. I mean it's dry. Um, but overall. It is interesting. It's got a unique flavor. Again, I've never had a martini. It's the first one I've ever had. So I wanted to get away from uh, the, using the other gin that you have, Botanist. Yeah. Because that one is just so strong in the gin flavor. Yeah, it is. So that's why I brought a few other gins to see something a little less neutral or more yeah. neutral. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I probably wouldn't order one. Yeah, again, but. you guys can't see it, but Felipe made a face when he drank it. He was like, eh, not a, not a huge fan. Um but again, this is kind of our way of paying respects to the legendary Sean Connery. Yes. Um, Rest bec- in peace, big homie. Yeah. Uh, I think I can't even say how many movies he was in over the course that of his knows. life. Uh, it was funny. We were talking about it yesterday while we were hanging out and we're like, when was the last time he was in a movie? I was like, oh, it's probably been like 15 years or something. And it was uh, oh seventeen ish years. Yeah, so you um, just blurted out like, um, "Damn, what was the League of, of Extraordinary Gentlemen?" Yes, yeah. Like, so, I don't know why that's the last movie I remember him yeah, being in. Like you I just never even watched that movie. Yeah, you blurted it out of like, "Oh yeah, that was it." And sure as shit, like we look it up, and it was, it, it was his last that movie that he was in, and it was like two thousand three. So like, I was a little near the right time frame, and then Felipe got the actual Although, movie right. Um, our friend. Almost guessed it. The second to last movie was uh, Finding Forrester. Okay. That's what he thought. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, I honestly, I never watched either one of them. I'm not a big movie buff. I've never watched them. Felipe is the movie buff out of the two of us. I was never really into movies. Like, I watch them if, like... They're there, but I, I don't go out of my way to like watch talk about the movie. You, you wanted to watch it yesterday. Oh my God. Anyways, yeah. We'll that was, that uh, yeah. Yesterday was Halloween. So it was a fun day, but today wanted to really focus on a lot of, a lot of the big things of voting. Okay. And you know, it's this, ep- we're recording on Sunday, um, both Felipe, uh, myself and my wife, we've actually already voted. Um, we, we all did, uh, you know, the absentee v- ballots or mail-in, mail-in essentially. 
um, the mail-in voting, and we actually didn't even mail them. We all three of us actually dropped them off at like a, at a drop-off center to make sure that they arrived. We all got the text notifications that they've Which been counted. Which is the coolest thing. I do really like that. I I do thoroughly enjoy like. that, and I am 100% committed to like every election from here on out. Like I want to do that. I don't want to deal with lines or any of that shit. Like let me As get my vote in like two weeks early. And, like four years ago, before we switched uh, county recorders, where there weren't enough ballots. Yeah. Now it's like this guy is like everyone gets texts, everyone gets emails. Like email when you tell you that we received it. Email when we verified your your signature. signature. That is so cool. Email or email and text when your vote's been counted. Mm-hmm. Um, even an email and text when they mail you your ballot. That's like that that you know it's on the way. Like all of those things. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, and there's literally no reason why anyone hasn't done it. And if you are on the fence, I'm just going to say, if you're on the fence about voting at all, one, I hope you're registered because obviously it's too late in pretty much everywhere, um, to be able to, to register to vote. Um, but if you are registered and you weren't planning on going to vote, please do. I, again, I've, my degree is in history. And so I've seen throughout all of world history, different trends that come from different world leaders, different civilizations, different things, depending on who gets into power. Yes. And it makes a significant difference in the the overall success of a lot of these ancient civilizations and even more modern civilizations through like the medieval, the Renaissance, like all of that of who comes into power ultimately determines whether or not the society succeeds or fails and we have the ability in this country to have a say in that yes in historically it was no this person was just born into the title mm-hmm. and that was it or his military took control of it and they've kept it forever yeah and so we are very beneficial to have a say in it and quite frankly again being that my degree is in history, I generally don't talk politics with people. It's generally a topic I avoid with a lot of people. And I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't care who you vote for. I don't. I really don't. I don't care what your beliefs are. Like everybody is entitled to their own beliefs and what they feel is right. I can disagree with them Mm -hmm. and I can feel that they're wrong, but that doesn't change that they're still entitled to that opinion, which means you're entitled to vote for whoever the hell you want. Don't let people intimidate you to vote for one person over another solely based off of them trying to bully you into it. Yeah. Like educate yourself, vote in what you believe in, who you believe in, because at the end of the day, that's your voice being heard. Yes. Uh, What's man? What's I'm gonna butcher this quote, but it's with Voltaire. It's like I may not agree with what you're saying, but I will fight to the death for your right to say it. Yep, that's pretty much what I believe in. Yeah, I mean, even if I disagree with you entirely, I'd rather you say it. And okay, at least you know that. Then not give you the ability to voice your opinion and what you believe in this country or you know what it is otherwise. Exactly. I I may think you're an idiot sometimes in some of those opinions but you know that's your right if you want to be ignorant i guess it's your right to be ignorant like, yeah. you can't you can't educate people like that no um and so that is my big thing of just no matter what you do just just go out and 
and vote and do it um, because that is that w- that's what makes the U.S. so unique. Yeah, that's what that's what we were founded on. That's what we were, you know, designed as to where people had a say in their leadership and how the country is run. And it's more important now than ever. Um, there's actually this year there's been mind blowing statistics of people that have already gone out and cast their votes. I believe you sent me an article the other yeah, day try to find that it. it said like in the state of Texas, there have already been more um, votes counted from early voting and absentee voting than there were in the entirety of the 2016 election. Yes, I have the numbers right here. The state is reporting 9,009,850 votes already cast versus the all-time record of 8 million. 969,000 in 2016. Yeah. So that was an all-time record for the state in 2016 of just under 9 million. The election hasn't even happened yet, and it's already been broken by people just doing early voting, absentee voting. It's it's great. It's it's great that, that we're breaking all these records. I think Arizona's trending the same way, yeah. which you hope, because you know Arizona, even the last election was almost purple. Yeah, uh, you know, Arizona is a very interesting state historically. But it's, it's traditionally always been red. Yes, it has been. Um, and at the end of the day, like I don't want my own political beliefs or anything to come through on this podcast. I'm sure they have and will in some way, shape, or form. I want to stay as neutral as possible because I truly believe that this isn't my uh, my avenue to say something. I mean... We can turn it that way. We can. Uh, I we mean, can what, totally turn what it that way. Do we, have? Uh, we can totally turn it that way. But it, my biggest takeaway from all of this, when I talk to anyone about anything election related, is you know what? Like you said, I may not agree with what you're saying. I may not agree with what you believe. But I'll be damned if that isn't your right to say it or believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, At least that's what I believe. Yeah. You know, clearly, there's a lot of people out there who don't believe that and want their opinion to, you know, loudest person yes. in the room. That brings me into our honor and report uh, because mine are, in this specific week, are directly involved and directly uh, involving election. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my honor, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. I don't have a backstory, nothing behind it. My honor is everyone that's already gone to vote, everyone that's already submitted their vote, and the staff at all the polling centers. Because, shout out to you guys, like the staff having to deal with all the people that are coming in and that are volunteers. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty much all volunteers, like the staff that are coming in and doing that. Um, and then that on election day are going to have to deal with what I can only imagine are going to be some ungodly long lines. Yeah. I mean, at least you hope they weren't that long with how many people have voted early. Right. But it's always long and it's always, you know, at the cutoff line, people are still in line. Yep. I remember that two years ago. Yeah. And it's going to definitely be something that is uh, very contested. And so that's my honor. My honor is very simple and it's shout out to everyone that's already voted and the the staff at all the polling places. And honestly, if you're going to go vote today, like you deserve it as well because literally anyone, if you had your voice heard, 
you deserve my respect, period. Yeah, I agree. Um, my honor is Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of England. This is going to be interesting because usually his name does not come up with good news. Yeah, right? That's why. <laughs> uh, so I think either yesterday or today came out that he ordered England to shut down for the next 30 days because of the rise in COVID cases. Really? Yeah. And he is now accused of giving in to scientific advisors. I'm but sorry, he, what? Yep. He's accused of giving in to the pressure of scientific advisors in his order of the shutdown. Because scientists that study diseases are not the people we should be listening to dealing with the one of the worst diseases in the history of the world? Yeah. I mean... Okay. It, it's ridiculous because, you know, if it's a peer-reviewed scientific, I guess, confirmation of it, like... If scientists across the world agree that this is a huge deal, you should probably listen to them yeah. because this is what they do. They Nerd. dedicated their life, not to money, yeah. to, I guess, studying this and bettering human life. Yeah. And, I mean, you have scientists literally all over the world and saying, hey, this is kind of a big deal. Please listen to us. Yeah. yeah. The accusations came from his own party. Son so this bitch. is why he's my honor because... A lot of politicians will fold under the pressure of their party. Of their own party, yeah. Yeah. Without like, a doubt. There's some here who, you know, our president, you know, attacked them during the uh, presidential the campaigning campaigning and, and all that. And you'd expect them to you know, like be a man. No, they, they caved under the pressure of their party and are now supporting him. Like they either supporting him or just shut up. And yep. just, like, disappeared from the spotlight. Yep. And it's just like, come on. So this is why he's my honor, because he's standing up to something. And he, I hope he understands that this... I hope it's not a political reason. I hope it's just because, you know, this is what we have to do. Yeah. Also, the fact that this could potentially be just complete political suicide for him. That's uh, <laughs> We'll see. Granted... Switch parties. Who the hell knows? I, who knows? And Again, general, I, I'm not... I don't pay that much attention to UK politics. Not at all. But generally, generally when I see the name Boris Johnson, it's usually accompanied by bad news. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen that many good headlines involving his name. But I can't even think of the of any other prime ministers other than Tony Blair because of you know nine eleven, yeah. and then Margaret Thatcher because she was she's yeah. fucking huge back in the nineties. Yeah, I got I got nothing. Uh, I will say so. My report. This is not coming from a political, you know, ideology or whatever. This is coming from just like a a holistic view of what politics and what, you know, the the essence of our like our election system is. Just the other day in Texas, uh the Biden campaign was planning to host an event in Texas. Um, to try to see maybe if they could swing the state. Historically, it's a red state mm -hmm. um, outside of Austin. Austin is... Probably Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Austin is pretty much like as blue as it comes, but the state as a whole is red. very, very red. And so they were planning on hosting this event. There's a bus as well as escort cars going through, uh, I think it was in Austin. Or no, was it Houston? Out, outskirts of Austin? I think so. Somewhere in Texas. I, I'm, I already forgot the specifics. But somewhere in Texas, his campaign bus 
and the cars that were there to, you know, escort it were tracked down, chased, cornered, and attempted to be run off the road by a massive caravan of Trump supporters and and waving Trump flags, waving the American flag, which we we talked talked about about last week as one of the things that's pissed me off how that became such a symbol of one specific party. But so many Trump supporter flags that are openly trying to intimidate and run this bus and the escort cars off the road. And there's video of it. Like it's, you can't deny this, that, that it's happening. One voter intimidation is illegal. Yes. Attempting to influence cars off the road is illegal. Yes. Attempting to, or brandishing weapons, which they were reported that they were armed at other, at other motorists also illegal. So all of these things combined into this massive, just illegal gathering of people designed to intimidate and influence the outcome of a political rally and of an election that goes against literally everything that our electoral system was designed to be like there's laws about how close political signage can be to a polling place on the day of election. So that way it doesn't influence people and you don't, you don't have people, um, you know, basically threatened on like while they're going to vote. And you're telling me that on a national highway that it was okay. And it was recorded that these people are attacking the campaign staff of the opposition's political party. That's the type of shit you'd never would expect in America. No. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Never. I I can't believe... If it wasn't recorded, I would have a hard time believing it. Knowing everything we know about mm-hmm. uh, Trump supporters and stuff like that. Actually, on my way uh, from Chandler today, I saw a train... Uh, I guess a, a caravan. Mm-hmm starting to form like little vehicles were joining the freeway all with their flags. It's every Sunday. Uh, I I realize that it's every Sunday here in the Valley, um, that they're doing the, the caravan. They go like all around the city. It's it's crazy. It it really is. Um, that, that, that actually made me sad that that happened in America. Yeah. It's absolutely just appalling that something like that happened. The one thing that wasn't included in that video and that isn't getting, at least that I, I didn't see enough um, awareness around it. And I, I don't like using the term of like, oh, there's no news coverage about this because whatever. Like, I hate that mindset that, that people throw around um, was that at the back of this caravan or maybe in the middle, like somewhere off camera, there was a hearse as part of the caravan with a banner, it was either banner or painted on the side that said, um, it was like Democrat vote gathering or Democrat voter, uh, wagon or something, something along those lines. (laughs) Um, there's two implications of that. 
or there's two possible like meanings of that. One is, you know, the, the widespread, you know, belief that the Democrat party uses like fake names or deceased people to, to vote and whatever. And like, that's why they're doing that. The other implication of that is a threat of violence in that if you're a Democrat, you're going to be in a hearse. Both of those, regardless of what your political ideology are, again, are disgusting. Yeah. Those should not be things that are just on on anything. Like, why? I'm still baffled and blown away, like, why that's a thing. Because it gets other people of the same fan base riled up. Yeah. And it's just for reactions, man. Yeah, that's... and they know they'll get one out of those people. Like, yeah, like I know this isn't your your uh, cup of tea, but uh, a few weeks ago, um, a friend and I and of ours and I watched uh, that new Borat movie. Okay. And the part that stuck out to me the most, well, a lot of things, but Borat went to a Trump rally. Oh and, God! And you know he's looking for his quote no daughter, and he goes up there and he starts this song. That is incredibly racist and like it's funny and you know really racist and fucked up, and the people were singing it. Oh God! I'm like I might have to show you this clip like if we can find it. It is fucking ridiculous. All these people were like singing like incredibly racist shit together. Damn. It it was sad. That is that is wild. Um, yeah. So. That's my report for this week is it was such a long one. I apologize. Like that, that was one that like I had been reading up on that and following that one and seeing like all these different just posts about it, tweets, uh, news coverage, like everything. And it's, it's really bad too, because like the, our country is so split that the, uh, the, the coverage and like the general like voice of, you know, each political party that's, that's talking about it is so mind blowingly like different. Um, whereas like, you know, if you're, if you're left leaning, Democrat leaning, this is like appalling. This is a, you know, there's a travel, it goes against like our entire democracy. If you're right leaning, I shit you not. I saw on more than one occasion, like this was a, almost a consensus voice saying that, well, they knew they were going into a red state and they're telling me that, or they, they, they planned so poorly that they only had police support. They didn't have like, you know, secret service support, or they didn't have like FBI support to prevent something like this from happening. And if their planning is so poor that they couldn't predict this happening, then how are they planning to lead the country? I'm like, that is the biggest fucking stretch I have ever. Are you telling me I shouldn't feel safe in my own country driving around? Is, is that what you're trying to tell me? If you support the wrong political party, according to that statement, you know, fuck those people. Whoever that said that. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> God damn it, man. I, I hadn't heard that yet. I'm quite a, uh, yeah, I am perturbed. Yeah. I love I that word. Perturbed. Uh, yeah, that I, that was like a consensus opinion, not just like one voice. Like I, 
multiple outlets saying that same thing of like, if they can't predict something like this happening, how can they defend our country if they can't predict like something like this happening where they're going into known opposition? That event was planned for weeks, probably. They had like planned speakers. I saw that. Yeah. Probably thought it was going to be okay. Yeah. It was, Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was my report. I'm I'm debating on mine because I have two. <laughs> Moving out abruptly. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk about one or the other later uh, in this episode. So I was, might, as well, might as well use this one. I am reporting the Arizona Coyotes. I heard about this story, but I know nothing about it. I don't follow hockey. I've tried. God damn, have I tried to watch hockey. I just can't get into it. No. Sorry. But, uh, a few weeks ago, the NHL draft happened. Okay. Their fourth round pick, uh, this kid named Mitchell Miller, was drafted. Okay. And then after he was drafted, came out that he, I think he got into trouble like in civil or even, no, what's the other one? Civil, criminal. 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 Yeah, I think he like might have almost come close to serving time for bullying a... Uh, African-American classmate with developmental disabilities. Gotcha. Uh, that, that guy came out. It's like, everyone's so happy that he's an NHL player and he's getting everything he wants. Meanwhile, he made me miserable my whole life. He's bullied me for more than high school. It's like, he bullied me my whole life. Dang. The reason I'm reporting them is because the Arizona Coyotes knew this. Knew the, the criminal history. Knew that he was in trouble for bullying and, like, causing this guy serious mental damage because was of it. it like emotional was it physical like did he physically like I, attack him like i have you... no i don't know i i, I have to read like, uh, more of it gotcha but they they still drafted him and they only just released his, their rights to him after everybody found out got after like this huge backlash yeah, that... after, yeah. so it's like what did you think you think no one was gonna know you think no one was gonna notice and that's just the most surprising thing about the Coyotes. They're probably the worst-run franchise in pretty much sports. And no one I, wants them. Their ownership changes all the time. The NHL had to come in and, and be the owner because... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And it's just like... This doesn't surprise me that it comes from them, but it's like, come on, man. Yeah, that's not a great look. That's uh <laughs> But, yeah. So... so. Yeah, I I didn't know anything about that. I had heard, like, I'd seen the name, and I knew, like, the Coyotes were in, like, deep shit, and people were hating them for something, but I had no idea, like, what the specifics were around it. So, interesting. Um, uh, so, actually, you know what? I'm just going to double dip. Do it. Uh, you sent this little story, or at least the headline yesterday. Monkey labor forces Costco <laughs> to stop selling <laughs> coconut milk. <laughs> Okay, hold on, sorry. I started laughing over what he said, so you might not have heard it. Go ahead, please say that again. Monkey labor forces Costco to stop selling coconut milk. Uh, Read through this story real quick, well, rather quickly, and apparently there's this company that has chained up monkeys, and they have them picking the coconuts and, like, collecting them, and apparently it's like, you know, not supposed to chain wild animals who are, like, supposed to be free. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like, the actual animal, like, monkey, like, wild monkeys. Yep. And forcing them to pick coconuts. Coconuts. It, well, first, like, I guess kind of cool that you train them to do this. But also, like, what the fuck, man? Like, how, how much goes into your thought process as, like, a company where you're like, you know what? 
this is a good idea. I've been a part we of labor. I've been a part of like several different companies, everything from like some of the largest companies to like startups. And I've seen like how they run businesses. I'm like, at what point in your business model are you like, yep, I'm going to enslave some monkeys. Like and, what? What? Dude, and, and I'm glad there's no pictures or anything like that. I would be heartbroken to see them all like enslaved. I would be sad, but I also like this sounds horrible and I apologize in advance. I also don't think I would be able to contain my laughter. Man, like to actually to actually see fuck you. like because I would be more fascinated in how they managed to make that happen. Like that that's all I just want to know how. Not so much like, you know, that I actually want to see it. I just want to know how. Like, how in the hell do you get, like, you literally chain up monkeys to go do that. So, like, you have, like, five up in the tree and they're all, like, chained together and, like, I, what? I don't even want to think about it. I, I'm, like, <laughs> the total opposite. I don't want to see it. I hope they, they get in trouble for it and, you know, those monkeys are, I'm not even sure what the fuck you do to them because they're, like, so apparently conditioned so, like, damaged and, yeah. from all this stuff. Like, they can't go back to being normal monkeys. Yeah. I, I so want to know exactly, like, how. Like, I this is my morbid curiosity of things where I'm just like, how in the hell did this happen? How is it possible? What does it look like that they actually work? Like, does it look like freaking Willy Wonka with the Oompa Loompas? Oh like, my fucking God, dude. <laughs> like, Why? <laughs> Why did you have to go there? Uh, like, I want to know. I'm glad the article was so short and didn't really go into it that much. Oh, uh, man. That is See, hilarious. And so it was just like a brand of like coconut milk, coconut water. Or, it, they said it. Um, and they just managed to somehow train monkeys to yeah, do this. And um, I'm I, not going to be able to find it. This is a whole extreme level of like just labor. And then like cost effectiveness too. Like how cost effective was it really? The time vested to train them to do that versus like just hiring people that already know how to do it or... Um, <laughs> like buying a machine that can do it or something. Chow Cook brand coconut milk. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, like I spend a lot of time at like Costco, Sam's Club. I don't remember ever seeing that brand. That, I've only ever bought like coconut oil, not coconut milk. So I've not. Yeah, valid. Coconut milk's not something I go out to buy. Um, but yeah, fuck uh, that company. Uh, leave animals alone. I'm not like total crazy about PETA, but man, I have a soft spot for animals. That is why I have so many dogs because I can't give them away because I want every animal to have like the best life possible. Yeah. And I don't trust anyone to do it but me. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say this. Fuck everything about PETA. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're a terrible organization too. Yeah. Uh, if they hear this and commandeer all of our posts or whatever, then... Fuck you know you. what? I still stand by it. Fuck yeah. you, Peter. Uh, <laughs> in the words of Tom Segura, are you Cajun? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, inside joke. You have to watch his most recent stand up to get that one. But you know what? I did think of another uh, another thing. It's not so much a report, but something I just wanted to talk about because this is something that has affected both of us recently, or just like over the years. I'm so, looking at you very like, huh? What the fuck you on about? Yes. Uh, we're essentially, within, in a nutshell, we're collectors of just different things. So in the past, I was a huge shoe fanatic and a shoe collector. 
Uh-huh. Now I very much consider myself like a bourbon collector. Um, I, I like those things. And Felipe, same. Like now you're a shoe collector, bourbon collector. You know, just different things. That, not as much as I not, am not in the bourbon side. I just want to have a large variety. Large variety, yeah. yeah. Um, I like to get all the unique stuff and try all the unique ones. But um, in those worlds of, you know, popular products, there are always limited releases. Mm-hmm. And those limited releases are such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, because they're limited because everyone wants them and they know everyone wants them. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the ass because they're limited and only like one out of like 10 people can get them at best. Well, I think you, you touched almost when you try to talk about the Blanton thing. Yeah. Where, like it's so rare and then it's like impossible to two find. to three bottles and... Yeah, and then they sell it for $200 when it retails for 60 Yeah. And it's it's insane. Or, like, years and years ago, I worked for Nike, and I was able to get fantastic discount on... That was so long ago. Dude, that was seven years, Ooh. eight years, something yeah, like that. eight years. Um, I, I worked for Nike, and, you know, Nike's own corporate policy was for any special releases employees could not purchase a limited release product until 48 hours after it had launched to give the general public the... I remember you mentioning that stuff. Yeah, yeah, to give the general public the availability and the possibility of getting it. Otherwise, literally the entire staff would purchase it with their huge discount and then probably flip it. Yeah. Um, You know, and that was also a fireable offense that if you purchased uh, stuff from them with your discount and then flipped it online, you could be fired. Oh, uh, cool. yeah, they Nike did not fuck around, fuck around with employees, like taking advantage of like their discounts Good. and Good. those types of things. Um, of all the things that they've done horribly wrong as a company, that's something that they've at least done. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and boy, have they done some bad things? Yeah. We're not getting into that though. Yeah. Um, don't know enough about that to get into it. Yeah, exactly. But I was, I was reminded of this whole topic this weekend. Okay. Because this weekend, there was a very limited bourbon release for the Arizona bourbon society, uh, here in town locally where, it was a 15-year-old Knob Creek, which is a very well-known brand, but it is extremely rare to find a 15-year-old bourbon, like a bourbon that's been aged mm-hmm. for that long. Um, and this is arguably like the last one that Knob Creek is doing. Oh, um, shit. At like 15 years. Uh, like they don't have any more until you know x amount of years down the line when whatever they did however long ago becomes 15 years but Mm -hmm. like this was like their last thing of like hey this is it and so for anyone that's in you know the bourbon society or anyone that knew about it it was a very limited release that was only at one specific liquor store in phoenix and for its entirety like this liquor store got its own pick Um, which they ended up not being able to pick themselves, like someone else at like a very high end, very high prominent person in the bourbon world was the one that picked it to distribute it to them. But they only got like 60 bottles. Those 60 bottles sold out in like maybe 30 minutes from people that were in line before the store ever opened. And I'm like, that's for freaking bourbon. Like, 
that is so unbelievably mind-blowing to me coming from like the sneaker world where sneaker world you see stuff like that all the time you get a limited release people are lined up sometimes the day before uh to to get these shoes or like from the apple world people are lined up a week oh before oh my god yeah people to, people definitely know what that looks like every year of new film releases the store new yeah, local news there's people camping it. there's people camping out like a week before like in order to get like this release as soon as it comes out and to see that in bourbon now too i'm just like what the hell i i was shocked with when you told me it was sold out already like what like no yeah way. it was like 8 30 in the morning or like nine in the morning i text you i'm like yeah they're sold out <laughs> i got a glass out of it which yeah. was which was cool it was like a special glass for them which was a shiny glass and it Dude, looked and, nice but and it's crazy that they picked that liquor store because i told you when i got there man it looked ghetto as fuck yeah like you walk in and there's like maybe four shelves of it like against the wall cash and there's nothing else I think the, if I remember correctly, the owner of that liquor store uh-huh. is like one of the founders of the Arizona Bourbon Society. That makes sense. Because people seem to know him like when he was there. Yeah. It's like a random ice cream little freezer at the end. It's just, bro, it didn't look like a liquor store. It looked like, think of it like a hundred years ago when Prohibition was around. Gotcha. That's kind of always like, you're not going to judge the location and what it looks like because you just want the liquor. Yeah. That's kind of what it made me feel like. Um but you know it's cool it's like it's it's i didn't there's a lot of things in there i've never seen before yeah so that's pretty cool yeah they generally have a lot of cool stuff from what i've seen anytime someone from like the group goes there they like post a picture and like a review of like oh man this place is awesome it was awesome talking to like the owner and you yeah, know chill. whatever and i was like oh okay that's that's kind of cool you know that they do that but holy shit selling out that fast was mind-blowing to me like i, I didn't think that was something that was going to happen yeah, I mean, whatever. I saved money. I shouldn't be buying more bourbon anyway. I got enough I for a while. I bought a, another bottle of Buffalo Trace. Hey. Because uh, that shit is hard to find. and uh, it, it really is, though. That's the weird part. Yeah, I was telling you yesterday that I found a video from uh, a, a whiskey YouTube channel I watch where they talked about uh, six bourbons or whiskeys that have uh, gone out of favor. And they named that one. Not because it's, no, your tastes are different. No, it's a good tasting whiskey. It's that it just becomes so hard to find that it's not worth the trouble. And then if you find it, it's probably overpriced. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Buffalo Trace is literally a 25 to $30 bottle. Yep. Like, that's it. Anything beyond that, is it worth it? Yeah, it's still pretty damn good. But generally speaking, if you pay above that $30, it's like, eh, well... It's kind yeah. of a bit much. I think I paid 30 for mine um, because that was like literally the only time I'd ever seen it anywhere. Like I saw it like one time. Probably taxes were around $30. Yeah. And there's that one time I went to Total Wine and found it and I had a $5 coupon. $20 hey. bottle. That's okay. right. I remember that. I remember one time, uh, like a while back, I went to, uh, uh, again, a Total Wine and I saw the 1.75, like the handle or whatever, like the bigger bottle of it. A Buffalo Trace? A Buffalo Trace, yeah. It was 50 bucks. I Holy was like, shit. I was this close to buying it. I was like, oh. Although when I went today to a total wine to buy the vermouth for this martini, I came across a little shooter bottles of Buffalo Trace. Oh, yeah. Those fucking are hilarious. That was funny. I, I it was really like three look- bucks for that little thing, though. Yeah. That was crazy. To me, it was, it's hilarious to see all those little shooters because they try so hard to make the little bottles look like the regular size bottles. Mm-hmm. So you'll come a- across like... 
There's this one bottle I really like. It's Saint Germain, which is elderflower liqueur. Liqueur. And it's a great looking bottle. But you just see a little mini bottle of it. <laughs> or uh, Moonshine. You know, they come in jars. Oh, they, yeah. You yeah. get a little jar. Really? Yeah, it's I, I still use a little jar. I, I, I soaked it, cleaned off all the sticker, and I use it to store some stuff. You just reminded me. Again, we're turning the end of this podcast into like a, a, all about like alcohol and whatever. You just reminded me. You tried a little bottle of... Uh, uh, Glenlivet 12, Scotch. Yeah. Was it Glenlivet? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've never had Scotch before. I've only... From what I heard, I always thought I wouldn't like it. Dude, I fucking loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much, I bought another little bottle today. You bought a little bottle? Yeah. How much is a big bottle of it? I've got no fucking... If the little one's $4, I can't imagine how much the big one is. I've never Ooh, looked. Okay. We're um, going to look after this episode because I'm curious. But, dude, I... You know, scotch is known to be pewtery, depending on where. It may be, like, salty because of how close it is to the ocean. Dude, it smelled like fresh Granny Smith apples. Um, the finishing note was kind of, it reminded me of coffee, but I don't think it's coffee. You know, cause coffee ends up being bitter. Like if you drink it black. Yeah. That's what kind of reminded me of. Um, but I really liked it clearly cause I bought another little bottle of it. Yeah. You bought a little bottle for sure. Um, so it may lead Man, me to explore the wall of scotch. <laughs> I want a coffee on my way here. I was so tired. Yeah. I was like, no, um, I really want a coffee. I started so it'll making open my, my world to scotch right now. I started making my own cold brew and I'm like, I want oh, yeah, I coffee remember you got now. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, so was it Glenn Fittich or Glenn Livet? Glenn Livet 12. It, the bottle is. Okay. Glenn like Livet 12 year. Green? Yeah. So Glenn Livet 12 year, 750 milliliter, 33 bucks. Really? Let me yeah. See. It's actually not that expensive. Um, oh yeah, that's it. Oh, Okay. So, might be might be a pickup soon, uh, and worth trying out. They have an eighteen year yeah. for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Anyways, bucks, probably at a bar you probably get like a pour is gonna be anywhere from twenty five to thirty dollars. Watch. I don't think it'd be that much, but you well, never I mean, know. If it is if, a scotch, if and, at um, at the bar right next to my job, uh, yeah, 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 Angels Envy Rye, which is an eighty four dollar bottle. A pour of it is 18 bucks. Oh, shit. So, I don't Dude, think I'm too far off from saying 25 bucks. The markup on freaking alcohol is on bars, nutty yeah. at bars. Like, it is absolutely nutty, no matter where you go. Like I think uh, when I had when I had my pour of Blanton's before uh-huh. I ever found my bottle, like, I had a pour at the bar in LA. It was 20 bucks. It was like, Jesus. That was insane. For a bottle that retails for 60 Yeah. It, it does, like... Uh, um, that Mexican restaurant, like at the corner of where my work is, yeah. Um, you know, they were selling cocktails to go and I bought a, a bottle that had three cocktails in it and I told my front desk person how much he was and he flipped out. I'm like, no man, it's like, you're buying three cocktails. It averages to like X amount of money, which is not bad for restaurant cocktails. For a restaurant cocktail. Yeah. All that watermelon or the... The watermelon with margarita? Yeah. That was good. They're, they're like so me there now. So like while I was waiting for her to make my... My bottle of margaritas. She gave me the frozen margarita that they just got the machine of, and I was just like, brain freeze because <laughs> it was so good. Um, but side note, this is the best part about working downtown, is that people are starting to recognize me and know me by name. Nice. Like at the pizza place, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just gonna say Ziggy's. Yeah. I fucking love that pizza downtown. It's a good spot for lunch. Um, they're like, oh, it's a name. It's like, oh, it's Felipe. Oh, hey, Felipe, I'll see you in 20 <laughs> minutes. Like, all right, man, I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> so they're so excited that I'm going. I'm like, 
yes i'm being known for being a badass <laughs> dude that pizza was so good though because we went there for what new year's was when i had it uh, yeah and we were already kind of tipsy by the time we got there yeah. and then i had just started we had a good time at that first restaurant this yeah. week that uh yeah um it's it's a good pizza um yeah shout out to ziggy's yeah. uh not sponsored by them, but damn, now I want pizza, man. Got a sticker man. on my on my hydro flask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, we definitely love trying a bunch of different places. You know, we we started the whole idea of this podcast came from us basically trying new restaurants, yeah, uh, and new new things like once a month was yeah, like our goal. We were getting to a point of life where we didn't see each other as much. And I was like, we have to at least get together once a month and try a new restaurant. Yeah, and man, that. Uh, that didn't last very long. I think it lasted like maybe 10 months. Uh, it, so where we were consistent, where we did it every month. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we did it for about a year. Um, but then it became like every other month and that went on for like four years. Yeah. Um, where we were able to do that. Um, I remember one of the last restaurants we, we went to was, uh, the Chicago deep dish place. Oh, Luminati's. yeah. When they first opened. Yeah. We uh, were there like the day after it opened yep. and we waited for. About an hour? hour, like an hour and a half, I think we yeah, really it was waited. A long wait. Yeah, it was a long one. Wasn't worth it. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a thin slice guy. Yeah, we're not. We're not fans of deep dish. Sorry, Chicago people, but yeah, that you can keep it. Yeah, that was. I was not a fan of. That. I do. Man, the things you remember when you start reminiscing. Um, I remember when we went there. I am a sucker for mozzarella sticks. Like, mm-hmm. if a restaurant has mozzarella sticks, I have to order them. I just do. Um, their marinara sauce was like acidic it was like vinegary um it, it tasted too much tomato yeah. yeah it tasted like it just tasted off and i i still remember that to this day i'm like their tomato sauce or their that you dip it in i was like or the marinara that you dip it in just did not taste good um <laughs> i don't remember this brings us down memory lane though because this weekend felipe actually found our old yearbooks from high school oh yeah i, I, I completely i really want to talk about this i completely forgot <laughs> yeah i was i was doing a deep clean at the house and i came across uh for well, all four years of our yearbooks and mm-hmm. i only brought the freshman year yesterday because that's what your wife asked for yep and then today i brought the the rest of them uh man so i many memories so many memories the best thing that has happened is that i do not look like my high school self not even close and thank god not even close like oh, man, my so wife happy. looked my wife looked at it like that was you it's like she started laughing uncontrollably. Everybody was laughing at me. I know I was nerdy. I know I was a dork. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. But it's amazing how many memories mm-hmm. you can recall from a picture. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, we, it was just a picture of, like, someone's headshot from our freshman year of high school. And we instantly had like five stories about that person or like exactly how we knew that person or some random memory about that person. And I want to say one where I came across a picture of one guy like, oh, yeah, I remember that day that dude ripped his pants and he showed his balls to everyone. (laughs) God damn it. And that's the memory I have of him. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But man, that that was a unique memory. Yeah. Going back to the... uh, some of our very first episodes, Felipe's nickname of Philippe Gay. Of course, his memory about the guy is oh, flashing us. <laughs> so funny, yeah. Um, no, but it, it was really cool. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that dude. And then, yep. sadly, you come across people who 
as young as we are, yeah, they're, had like, they're no longer away, with us. Yeah, like or, accidents or other stuff, and yeah, um, yeah, it was one of those where like we were we were lucky enough while we were in high school to not have anyone pass away that that I can recall um, that can't in, in our school. Um, however, within literally a couple of years of of leaving, there were quite yeah, a few. Like there we were, were quite still a few actually. When people were like starting to go. Yeah, and um, so it was like crazy just seeing some of those memories and, and some of those people too. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been an eventful weekend for sure. Yeah, um, I don't remember what the hell we did yesterday. We just kind of shot the shit and looked at the yearbook and watched a. Two dumbass oh movies. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, let's talk about this now. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I thought I was going to get out of no, talking about you. this. You made us almost watch so, this. So I understand that this movie has a huge cult following, and I've seen people try to recreate that certain scene. But, man, I cannot get into that movie. I, yep. So uh, my, my wife and I, we took uh, her little sister and her niece out to, like, a drive through trick-or-treating thing. Uh, on Friday night and they were playing the song at this from the drive-thru. And so like my wife was like, Oh, I know this song. She's like, Oh yeah. And I said, it's from this movie, which is Rocky horror picture show. Mm-hmm. And it, the song was time warp. So obviously if you've heard time warp, you know, it's from that movie. If you've seen the movie, you know, the song and so on and so forth. She'd never seen the movie. I hate the movie with, Absolute passion. I don't think I've ever been able to sit through more than 20, maybe 30 minutes of it. Like as the most I've ever been able to sit through. Like I, it's terrible, but I understand it's a cult classic. Like people freaking love that movie. And so I was like, all right, tomorrow night, let's just sit down and watch it. Like it's, it's a cult classic. It's this like, screw it. Let's sit down. Let's watch it and just go from there. And so you, me, my wife, my wife's aunt, and uh, one of our other friends were here all watching the movie, and I have never seen so many disgusted looks on so many people's faces. <laughs> just people being so uncomfortable. And uh, just, just, I think we got through maybe about 20 minutes. I was like, all right, we turned that shit yeah, off. Yeah, we got to the one scene, and then we turned it off. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you did. I was not looking forward to sitting to another through another hour of that movie. Yeah. I, I looked up the runtime as soon as it started. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I don't want like, to stay here for an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> God damn it, dude. And you ended up staying like super late anyway, because we got like Taco Bell late as hell. I was fucking hungry. Uh, <laughs> and then we watched another, well, we were talking about bad movies came the discussion of repo repos. Yeah. By, uh, was it master, master P? P Michael Blackson and cat Williams? My God, that is a terrible movie. It was probably filmed with an iPhone four. Oh yeah. Um, the story does is just bad. It it looked like it wanted to be Friday, but failed miserably. Oh yeah. But like, it has its funny moments. It's got some absolutely it's hilarious. Mo- it is extremely vulgar. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's unbelievably funny. But uh, it's on YouTube for free if you want to look it up. Yeah. The whole that thing. That is true. It is on YouTube. And it's- that quality you find it in is the quality that it was on DVD. Yeah, actually, he's not lying. Like, if you look it up on YouTube, and it's pretty much exactly what the DVD quality was. 360p, my brothers. Yeah, 
um, good old filming on an iPhone four. I was actually really pissed off on the opening credits. They had three different people listed as cinematography. <laughs> I was like, that's bullshit for this movie. It's like but, held the phone. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before gimbals were invented. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, it was funny though. Like it was good to reminisce. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. And we all kind of got a little bit of a laugh. This whole weekend has been a lot of good memories and just catching up on a lot of good stuff. So overall it's been a good weekend. Um, but with that, I think we're going to wrap it up, um, before I finish this episode, just, I'm going to reiterate one more time. If you have not voted yet and you are registered, do it right now, whatever you're doing, as soon as you finish this episode right now, go vote. And God, I hope nothing happens downtown because I'm already planning on being at work late Wednesday just in Tuesday. case. Or, no, no, no. I don't no. think there'll be results Tuesday. Oh, uh, yeah. Tuesday, um, Wednesday. So, yeah. like, I'm prepared. So, if something happens, we'll have stories next time. Yeah, it's totally but possible. Damn, I hope there's nothing. It is totally possible we will have some pretty crazy stories. Uh, Fingers crossed we don't. Very soon. Yeah, I, I hope not. Um, but, as always, follow us on any of our, any of our socials. Uh, follow us on Nobody Important Podcast on Instagram. Um, follow or subscribe to the the actual podcast itself. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor, YouTube, Google Podcasts. The podcast app. Uh, yeah, so you name it. We're on it. We're on it. Um, and if we're not on it, go to a different platform that we are. Uh, <laughs> but You're listening to us somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. This was episode 18, I believe. I just talked about it at the beginning of this episode, and I'm pretty sure yeah. that's correct. So yeah, episode 18 of the Nobody Important Podcast. See you next time. I fucking hate martinis. <laughs>